Hello, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Being with me, your favorite hostess, Ayabola Deborah. We are on episode 32. It's episode 32, and if this is your very, very first time of tuning in, a very special hello to you. Welcome aboard this ship. And if this is your second, third, fourth, fifth, or even your 32nd time of tuning in, a very special shout out to you. What's popping? What's cracking? What it do? What it be? What's it been? And what is it going to be? Fill me in. You can hit me up on all of my social medias. It's Ayabola Deborah on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you reach out to me, I will be sure to reach right back out to you. Okay, first order of business, apologies for the gap, I guess. There's been, I think it's been two consecutive weeks of no new episodes, but you know what? A lot's been happening and the stars are just not aligned for me to put out an episode. I've recorded an episode at least twice now and either not been happy with it or the quality was really bad um, or I just felt really uncomfortable with the subject matter which is really surprising. So one of the episodes that I recorded was about my experience um, in my last job. I have said that I would talk about it um, but I found that when I started talking about it I just got really uncomfortable and um, really triggered really um, and I was surprised by that so I guess I'm just not ready to talk about it, um, not ready to share it and having said that um, now you might think that what I'm going to share is monumentally, outstandingly crazy and insane it's really not it's probably a lot of what a a lot that was a mouthful okay it's probably what a lot of young black women experience in the workplace every single day it's just that I experienced it for two years um and I'm gonna put my hands up and say that I probably had a part to play in in some small way or the other but generally the whole experience was not great for me and I think yeah, maybe I'm not ready to talk about it, but in a couple of episodes, I think I'll be ready. And the second episode, I recorded the whole thing, listened back, thought it was fantastic. And then, um, well, I didn't listen back yet. I recorded it, thought it was fantastic. Then I listened back and found out that my mic was doing the most as in all you could hear was crackle, 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 um, terrible. So I had to delete it and start again. Um, so I'm here now though. (laughs) I'm here now and um, on today's episode what would I like to talk about Um, I want to talk about my single Um, I released a single I can't believe it still Um, it's still a little bit surreal Um, still um, still hasn't fully sunk in yet and I say that and you would think that, you know, the release of this single was a massive thing in terms of the noise that was made about it was their marketing, PR, press, all of that stuff. There really wasn't. It was just me quietly releasing it, but feeling on the deepest parts of me, a acute and keen sense of fulfillment, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so on this episode, I thought it would be really cool to give you a behind the scenes, the story of this song. Where did this song come from? The birthing of the song and how it came to be released on all major platforms. So if we rewind all the way back to March, now that's when everything COVID-19 really, really 
just went up in flames. Like it was just insane. There was fear everywhere. There was uncertainty everywhere. There was confusion everywhere. It was literally like everyone was scrambling for their lives. Um, and it was just mad. Now the company that I was working for, um, we kind of went to remote working quite early on. I would say in the second week of March, we'd started, you know, working from home, really. I think everyone in the office did it gradually, but the day that they did the company meeting and said, yep, we're thinking of moving to working from home, I was game. Because personally, I prefer working from home. Um, my ideal split is 70% at home and 30% in the office for you know key important meetings or for trainings um, or for meeting clients and stuff like that. Um, so I was game. I moved home and it was fine. Um, but of course, everything COVID was happening and it was just getting really, really intense and insane. And I think it was the last Friday in March. Um, I was working in my room. I, I definitely wanted to say it's the last Friday in March. Yeah, it was 27th of March. And I only know that because of the timestamp on the note on my phone. Um, I was sitting on my uh, bed working, which I know. I shouldn't do, but I was doing at the time. And my room was different to how it was now. So my um, headboard, the headboard of my bed was against the wall that's on the same, The okay, let me explain this way. This way. <laughs> the headboard of my bed um, was opposite the window. There you go. That kind of gives you an idea. So if I'm sitting at the top of my bed by the headboard, I'm looking straight out at, through the, straight out of the window. Yeah and um so it was getting to about closing time I would say so closing time was six o'clock for us so five ish right and what would happen in the early stages of lockdown what would happen is that we would have a company meeting we would have a town hall every Friday evening so from about 5 30 we would have this meeting so obviously it's the end of the week it's been a lot trying to manage this influx of, you know, clients and customers who are scrambling to get any kind of help that they can, any kind of, you know, um, support that they can. And as a credit lender to small businesses within the UK, we were inundated and I was inundated. And anyway, I'll come to that when I eventually tell the story. So I was just exhausted by the end of this day. I was just, I was completely over it. And, um, like I said, I'm sitting in my bed, laptop on my lap. Um, and I just start humming and the lyrics of this song just start coming to me. And so I start writing it down I'm writing it down and writing it down and writing it down. And then we had this town hall meeting, but through the town hall, I was really distracted because the only thing that was on my mind was this song that just was just bubbling on the inside of me. And as soon as town hall was over, I picked my phone back up again and opened the voice note app. And I just basically sung out the whole song and yeah, I played around with it a little bit, you know, did a video of me singing it with harmonies and stuff, making it sound all pretty and whatnot. And I, as, as, as is, you know, custom with me, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I might listen to something again and again and again and again, especially when it comes to singing. I will, I will listen to myself back until I know every note that I hit everywhere. I took a breath, the intonation, the riff, the run, the, the everything that I do. 
that's how I study myself and that's how I get better so I listened to this song a couple of times over the next two days and to be honest with you after that I just put it to one side it was just one of those songs that I'd written one of those songs that was gonna go in the bank and only God knew when it was gonna come out again come April COVID now started touching people that I know and you know a few people started to die um there was it started it started with one person in my extended family um that passed away and then it just kind of spread it was like every other day you'd hear someone else has got COVID someone else has passed away with COVID and while these people were not necessarily close to me or intimate with me it still touches me because I know that person or I knew that person And so I remember one night, and I shared this at my show Reflections in August, one night I was just looking out of the window or, no, I think I was with my family and we were about to pray. And I just, I just said, God, what happens if at the end of all of this, like at the end of, and I kind of, as I'm saying at the end of all of this, I'm waving my hands in the air. So you get what I mean by all of this, this, right? all I survey with my eyes, when all of this is done and dusted, when all of this is over, what happens? What happens if I say that I don't believe anymore? What happens if I don't believe that you're real? And the answer came back to me so crystal clear. It was, it was a little bit scary, but the answer came back was, the answer that came back was, the truth is that I am. The truth is I am. And I was a bit, I think, I'm not really sure. I can't really pin the emotion that I had in that moment. But on reflection, I think I was really deeply moved and satisfied by that. Um, Just because life is so topsy-turvy, right? It's so upside down. You never know what's happening or what's going to happen next, you know? I was just, I was going to do a little Forrest Gump thing there, but... (laughs) I'm not about that life. Um, You never know what is going to happen. We don't know what tomorrow brings, let alone the next 10 minutes, right? We we just don't know what's going to happen. And to have that assurance and to have that certainty, that guarantee that when all of this is over, when all of this is done and dusted, when heaven and earth passes away, the truth is I am. The truth is that God is. And for me, that was such a comfort. And it was that knowledge that he is, that knowledge that I am is, um, that helped me get through the months that followed because like I said, it was just one person after the other. And then it seemed as though people weren't just dying because of COVID, it was just random. People that you least expect, but people that you hold in in high regard from afar, you know, or people that um, you may have seen, I remember there was one person that passed away. I had seen him a few months prior a few months prior and I remember when I saw him I made a mental note oh I saw this person even though we didn't speak but I saw I saw him and then to find out that he just died suddenly he just dropped down dead while he was exercising in the park and of course because of COVID nobody wanted to you know go near him and you know either uh, administer CPR or you know mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and he and he passed away just like that and stuff like that was really really devastating to have that consistently to experience that trauma not to talk of I even forgot but didn't forget but not to talk of the civil rights 
um, unrest that has erupted across the world this year with the whole George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. Um, there's so many, so, so many. And all of this was was compounded and squeezed into such a short space of time. It was really, really, really intense. And I really had to start asking God some questions. I really start. Um, I really had to start asking God, are you really good? Are you really who you say you are? Because if you're good, tell me, how can I explain to a mother who has just lost her son that God is good? How do I explain to a, 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 a boyfriend whose girlfriend died in his arms at the, um, at the hands of law enforcement? How do I explain to a husband who walked into his home and found his wife dead on the kitchen floor, just having dropped dead? How do I explain to somebody who has lost their job, who is about to lose their home, that God is good? How do I explain to somebody who is homeless and doesn't know where their next meal is going to come from, that God is good? How do I explain to somebody who just lost their son last last year and has now been diagnosed with cancer and is in the last stages of their life? How do I explain to that person that God is good? Now, all of this sort of came to a head. I was, you know, struggling with that. And then I even started to struggle with the idea of God being a God of justice. It was a real theological, you know, moment for me. This year has been a real theological moment um, as a whole and in totality. Um, but things all came to a head when I decided that I was going to do a show in my garden. I've talked about my newly newly can I speak, can I even speak, my newly renovated garden, I've spoken about it a few times, but I decided I was going to do a show, and that show was titled Reflections, and it was all about the things that I've been reflecting on this year, and in putting together the song list, um, I put a couple of songs here and there, um, and God is Good was one of the songs that I put on that set list. When I had the rehearsal um, for the show, I had the rehearsal um on a on a Monday on a Monday evening and the show was going to be on Sunday and I went through the set list did all of the songs and God is good and another song were just not connecting for me so I decided to drop the other song which is another original song that I wrote um and I decided to stick with God is good even though I didn't have that connection just yet and then on the Friday, the Friday before the show, which was going to be on a Sunday, um, I woke up around 5.30, no, not on the Friday, on the Saturday, sorry, um, so the day before the show, I woke up around 5.36 and I couldn't go back to sleep, so I, you know, picked up my phone and I saw Jonathan McReynolds um, on Instagram post a picture of Chadwick Boseman as the Black Panther and he said you know man I hope to 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 leave um this kind of legacy I didn't really think anything of it until I realized he was saying rest in peace Chadwick Boseman and let me say I'm not a film buff films are not really my thing um but if you give now if you give me a crime documentary I'm all in if you give me a good documentary crime history arts culture music documentaries that is my thing that is me in my bag and I love it um so I can't say that I was a huge fan of Chad Chadwick Boseman and his work 
as in like this film of his is my favorite, that type thing. Um, I can't say that, but I can say that I went to see Black Panther. I can say that I have been a witness to the, to the, to the, to the length, the breadth and the scope of influence and um, impact that movie had on so many people, so, so many people across the world. And for whatever reason, reading that he passed away, how he passed away, I don't know what it is, but it broke me. And I was bawling my eyes out. My pillow was wet. I cried like I knew this man. I cried and I literally cried myself to sleep. I'm not exaggerating. Now, I'm an emotional person. And most of the time when I say I cry, it's mostly like my eyes start stinging like I'm about to cry, but I just don't cry in the end. But this time, like the tears were rolling, okay? Rolling in the deep, like Adele said. I was crying and crying and crying until I cried myself to sleep. And as I was asleep I would say maybe in a, in a state of sort of semi-consciousness just because um it was getting closer to the time that I normally wake up which is around like seven ish seven thirty ish um especially now that I'm not working and in this state of semi-consciousness the song God is good just kept on ringing in my ears ringing in my ears and I could hear myself singing it hear myself singing it and how I could hear myself singing it is exactly how it was how it is on the track that's now out. I didn't know um, how I was going to sing the song. I didn't know that that was the way to sing the song, but that is the way that I heard it that day. And all through that day, as I was preparing for the show, as I went to Costco, as I went to Tesco, as I went to Wilco, as I went to all the co's and I went to the market, as I went to, to do all of those things that I was doing in preparation for the show, that song was spinning round and round and round and round on the inside of me. And I knew finally I'd connected with it. I knew finally that this was not necessarily just a song, but I knew that this was the song. But still at that point, I didn't know that I was going to release it as a single. I had no clue that that was what I was going to do. Um, so I did the song at the show and, you know, I a lot of people were tagging me on Instagram and all of that stuff and it was reposted everywhere and blah, 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 blah. And um, someone messaged me and she said, oh, this song is incredible. Um, I've been trying to find it um, everywhere. Is this a song that you wrote? And I said, yeah, it is a song that I wrote. And she said, wow, well, we're waiting for the album get to work sort of thing and I just laughed and brushed it off I didn't think it was something that I would I would do until I was prepping to 10 30 and I was just again in a state of deep reflection I've said that word probably a thousand times this year but I don't think it's possible to have gone through 2020 without reflecting it's just not possible so I was reflecting on turning 30 and I decided that I wanted to film myself singing the song and so I got to work, I set up the studio, my studio equipment that I have in my house and I started to sing it. Um, I got someone to play the, 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 the piano for me, explained how I hear the song and what I want it to be like. And I just got to work and I started, you know, singing and singing and singing and singing. I moved from my bedroom to downstairs um, to try and get different sounds and to try and be more comfortable. On the day that I actually recorded what is now the final version of that song, I received a, um, no, I, I didn't receive a phone call. I remembered that I'd said to someone that I would call them, I would call them back and it had been more than a month. 
it'd been more than a month and I just suddenly remembered oh, crap I said I was going to call this person back so I picked up the phone and I called them and we had a great conversation just catching up um you know updating each other on what was going on in each other's lives and and you know we ended the conversation by saying God is good you know it was just it was just one of those things it was just a moment of acknowledgement and a, a it, it was just a full circle moment when we said God is good and we and we hung up and then I sat down on a very uncomfortable computer chair um I took my my house slippers off so just so I could feel a bit grounded even though I don't like feet I really really hate feet but I took my house slippers off put my feet on the ground um put my hands on my hips I just feel comfortable when I'm when I'm um recording um, especially if I'm singing, I feel comfortable. If my hands are on my hips, I close my eyes and I, I hit play. I didn't get it right immediately, but eventually I got it right. Um, and that version that is now available is version five. There's five different versions, five different ways of singing it. But this was the one that stuck. This was the one that hit me. And, you know, I worried about the fact that I wasn't going to send this to anyone to mix and master for me I worried about the fact that it's going to sound budget it's going to sound low quality I worried about the fact that I would be judged I worried about the fact that people would have probably a higher expectation of me and expect me to have this studio produced um masterpiece in a way um but I just felt like this is it this is this is how this needs to be and then I um, decided that I wanted to do, <laughs> I decided that I wanted to do a video and I closed my eyes and immediately I got the image of exactly how I wanted this video to be, how I wanted it to look, how I wanted the setup to be, because I'd already said to my brother previously that for my 30th, I wanted to do a photo shoot and I had created a mood board of images, of low light images, um, portrait low light images that I really wanted um to sort of emulate and that was kind of like the inspiration for what I wanted to do but the moment I closed my eyes after successfully recording that that version um I knew exactly what the video was going to look like and how it was going to be presented how it was going to sound and thankfully um after a number of uh tries a couple interruptions a couple delays delightful interruptions by the way um we finally got it and when I released it on my birthday I don't think I was fully prepared for the response that it got it was very 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 moving for me deeply moving and extremely rewarding um it was a poignant reminder for me that when you walk in purpose um it will always produce fruit the messages that I have received and still continue to receive about this song that I considered crap in terms of poor quality um, and it not being the best, um, it being a very traditional classic type of sounding song, whereas I think people had an expectation that I would have a bit more soul in it, there would be a bit more of a, a gospel-y kind of vibe. Um, all the, the negative thoughts that I had towards this song, even though I knew it was special, just melted away. It melted away when I received messages from people telling me, you know, thank you for this, Deborah. Um, 
I needed this reminder that God is good. Um, thank you um, for helping me get through the difficult days with this song. Thank you for giving me the push that I need to step out and be and be myself and be who I'm supposed to be. Things like that make it all worthwhile. And when you look at the journey that I've shared with you today um, of how this song came to be and how this single came to be, you can see that God was working in it from the very beginning, not just for me, not just for me, but for everyone who um, will hear this song, for everyone who will come across and encounter this song. And I know that this song, for whatever reason, I wanted to like make a lot of noise about it, but it just didn't feel right to do so. And I think I've come to grips with the fact that, or I've, I've come to a place of peace. I've made peace with the fact that this song is a quiet song that is timeless and is ageless. And it's one of those songs that you will look back on. I will look back on in 20 years time and be proud of because of what it's about because of what it states and that is emphatically without a shadow of a doubt irrevocable irreversible truth that God is good and if you're listening today I want this to be um, a nudge I want this to be a source of encouragement and support whatever it is that you've been given whatever gifting, whatever talent, whatever skill that you have, whatever your vision is, whatever your dream is, whatever your aspirations are, it doesn't have to be perfect. It does not have to be perfect. Just know that provided you are being true to yourself, provided you are walking in purpose, it will do exactly what it's supposed to do. I'm going to say it again. It doesn't have to be perfect but provided you are walking in purpose, it will do exactly what it needs to do. So I hope that you've enjoyed um, the story behind God is Good. There is plenty more where that came from. I'll, I'll let you guys into a little secret. My plan is to record a live piano EP yeah I think I don't know if I I think albums are still a thing you know and I don't know if I think it's my thing I think I like the the short and the shortened um style record um that's a lot more intimate that feels and sounds a lot more intimate but more on that as as time comes on but my dream and my goal um is to record a live piano EP um, and when I say live, that means it's live. That means that there might be an audience. You never know. And if you're lucky, you might get invited. You might get a ticket. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But that's the goal. So pray for your girl. Whenever you hear my voice, whenever you think of me, whenever you see my name, whenever you follow me on Instagram, on Twitter or Facebook, which you should be doing, by the way, just remember, <laughs> just remember that's what I'm doing and also remember it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be perfect provided your work see now that ruined it that ruined it it doesn't have to be perfect provided you're working in, in walking in purpose it would do exactly what it needs to do I'm tired you guys I've been <laughs> I've been singing trying to trying to do some vocal arranging for church and that lord have mercy but yeah 
that's it for today folks um if you're not following me on social media you absolutely should be it's ayabola deborah on facebook twitter and instagram if you have not downloaded and bought and streamed my first single my first official single as a solo artist god is good you should go and do that right now it's available on all major platforms that's apple um, music itunes spotify tidal amazon music um i don't know what the others are called but it's available everywhere i promise you it's available everywhere um and if you listen for the first time please let me know what you think please let me know how the song is blessing you i hope it does bless you and if it does bless you do yourself a favor and do somebody a favor and send it to them as well um i think that's it (laughs) until next time laters